Hello all. Welcome to this episode of Influx, a podcast hosted by the Center for Internet and Society where we discuss technology, policy, politics and so much more. Uh, on October 13, the Bangalore Central Jail started a community radio. So what does a community radio do in a jail? So in a community radio, the inmates of the jail can listen to music, listen uh, to birthday greetings from their family members and also talk about their day-to-day lives. But what the inmates can't do is listen to news or broadcast news. The reason for this is because there's been a ban on the broadcast of news in private st- FM stations and community radio stations. To know more about this ban, we have Torsha, hello, and Gurshabad. Hello. <laughs> who have written an article in the NLU D Journal of Legal Studies. Interviewing them is me Shweta Mohandas and me Pranav. So Torsha and Goshabal, tell us more about your work at CIS and a bit more about the paper. Thank you Shweta. Goshabal and I work with the Freedom of Expression team at CIS Yay. and we are really excited to be here. Woo, same thing. So uh, Goshabal, Torsha, uh, do you want to give our listeners some details about how the ban operates and what is allowed? to be broadcast in terms of news and what counts as news under this ban uh, so basically as per the com- current regulatory format what this community and private fm channels can effectively broadcast is a the air news broadcast verbatim so unaltered completely copy paste and broadcast it on their airwaves and second they have uh, the central government has marked some categories of information as non news which is traffic updates with weather updates um sporting events examination results admissions and etc so these things they can freely broadcast but anything relating to what i'm guessing would be political uh news and opinions that has to be uh, taken from the ai broadcast so that's the reason i think in private fm channels you hear a lot about celebrity updates and things so those are allowed but yes news as per se is not allowed yeah. precisely the grant of permission which is granted to community radios actually explicitly states this which is the effect of such regulations that you cannot broadcast uh, news about political affairs and current affairs right uh, so was this always the case was this ban always there how is how did the ban come to be so uh, i think when you talk about the history of community radios you have to go a little back so you in 1995 the supreme court uh, ha- like delivered this judgment in the cricket association of bengal case but they said that airwaves are basically public property okay. so a lot of advocates for liberalization of media thought that this case can uh, you know pave the stepping stones for having not a government controlled media sphere right. which unfortunately wasn't the case because even though mm-hmm. air started liberalizing radio spaces right. since then since 2002 to mm-hmm. till this date like different phases of community uh, radio grant of permission agreements and the fm policies have persistently maintained this news affair uh, news and current affairs ban throughout okay. so i don't think there was ever a period when they could it was allowed it was always yes i think by default it was like this is not yes allowed. yes despite the supreme court so it was like a conditional Like you can, you are accepted as like you can start a private radio based on these conditions, or a community yes. radio based on these conditions yes. that news or current affairs cannot be. Yeah, that that was one of the uh, 
conditions you have to adhere to to even have a license broadcasting license right so what happens if you go against this ban and continue to broadcast news there is a provision in the license agreement that is granted to community radio stations and fm stations that says that if you don't follow the content code then your license can be revoked but there are so many community radios are there any cases that you know of where the license has been revoked very any? interesting that you asked that yes toshal just filed an article and you can talk more about so we filed an article the rta was prompted by the government always saying that we don't allow such news because of national security concerns so we asked them to show us instances of where the uh, you know the radio channels have violated the content code to an extent <clears throat> that it has warranted uh, suspension of broadcasting license interestingly enough the government reverted back saying in the last 10 years that is 2010 to 19 there hasn't been a single instance of these channels violating the codes to the extent where their licensing agreement has had to be revoked or they had to be suspended from broadcasting so clearly there is a disparity between the facts and what the government is saying so uh, since both of you work on the freedom of expression team could you talk about the impacts of the restrictions on news broadcast being that they have to broadcast news that uh, is also broadcast by AIR could you talk about the impact of that on freedom of expression in india yes so uh, in effect the regulations mean that there is a state monopoly on uh, news on radio by the government and there is some constitutional jurisprudence on this particular aspect when it comes to free speech and uh, the case that tosha was talking about which is uh, the 1995 supreme court judgment in secretary ministry of information and broadcasting versus the cricket association of bengal the court specifically noted that there uh, and i quote now that there's a potential danger flowing from the concentration of the right to broadcast in the hands of either a central agency or a few private affluent broadcasters and even if we go back to 1985 the supreme court in its judgment in indian express newspapers versus union of india the judges held that the freedom of the press which flows from article 19 in india rests on the assumption that news and uh, news about current affairs will flow from diverse and pluralistic sources and that will lead to uh, the welfare of the public uh, says so going through air's wikipedia page and found out that the air's programming is in 23 languages and 179 dialects so do you think how this reach is not enough while community radios the reach could have been better yeah it's interesting that you bring that up because in our article also we have kind of dealt with the problem of reach and accessibility right. apart from obvious the obvious issues of government monopoly so uh, along with the language issue the air broadcast is done across only 47 stations in a country this huge and yes. with these many communities and where the dialect changes every right. every 500 miles <laughs> right. so obviously the, if if we presume that the air uh, broadcast verbatim means only in some centrally recognized languages then clearly accessibility of the material that is being broadcast would also be a huge issue that is uh, right. that we should think about what do you think about the fact that this ban applies to radios and not other forms of media like tv for example i mean tv channels the print media have all the right to curate their own news and broadcast their own news and this is actually a 
question squarely addressed in the Cricket Association of Bengal case that we've been discussing. And the Supreme Court considered this precise question, which is whether there can be any distinction between the freedom of the press when it comes to the print media and other electronic media. And its response is very direct that, and I quote again, that the virtues of electronic media cannot become its enemies. Therefore, the right of free speech and the right to obtain knowledge that we all have from Article 19 applies to electronic media as well as it does to print media. And this line of thought was later affirmed in 2015 in the Shreya Singhul judgment, where the medium in question now was the internet. And, uh, and in that case, we also saw that the government argued that the internet as a medium allows you to propagate speech faster and therefore can bring about more risks um, when problematic speech is spread over the internet. The Supreme Court again reiterated that the fact that the internet allows you to propagate speech faster is a boon and not should not be considered against the medium or when uh, free speech rights are considered over that medium. Therefore, from this uh, jurisprudence, we know that there are strong legal arguments against the current restrictions imposed on radio specifically. So then what about podcasts? Yes, and uh, I mean, even now, I have the complete freedom to start talking about news, uh, news affairs as I speak, um, because we uh, have the right to free speech and it applies to the internet. There are no specific restrictions on the broadcast of news on the internet. Therefore, right. it, it is completely acceptable to sp talk about news on a podcast like this, mm -hmm. but not on community mm -hmm. radio stations and FM stations. Do you think it's justifiable for the man to apply only to radios and not other forms of media? And do you have thoughts on that? So, uh, that's an interesting point because when Common Cause challenged uh, these restrictions in the Supreme Court in a BIL in 2013, they also argued that these restrictions were unconstitutional, not only based on Article 19, uh, free speech grounds that we've just discussed, but also Article 14. And they essentially argued that this ban is discriminatory in nature. And I mean, uh, what is clearly uh, obvious from the restriction is that it affects a very particular kind of audience. Earlier in the podcast, we have discussed that some people might not speak or uh, can understand the languages that the AI broadcast is in. Similarly, I, I think when it comes to a discussion about the different forms of media, it is important to recognize that still some people in India do not have access to television or the internet. And if if they are not literate, then perhaps the only form of news that can be readily made accessible to them is news on radio stations. And therefore, those are that is the audience that is most impacted by this restriction. And therefore, a common cause also argued on Article 14 grounds that it is discriminatory to a certain section of the Indian citizens. How do you think this situation can be improved? So we also had the had a similar thought. So we went back to the share single judgment, and we what we found was the additional solicitor general while he was arguing for the government. He said that he made a different differentiation between internet and traditional media, 
And he said that this differentiation was rooted in the fact that the latter had a more institutionalized system of regulating whatever goes on. So we kind of took that idea and we thought if we can say that, uh, if we can come up with an effective uh, regulatory system for private and community FM channels, maybe that will go towards assuaging the government's fears and also ensuring the concerns of free speech that we have captured in the article. So we, we looked at the AIR code for broadcasting and we also looked at the News Broadcast Association's Code of Ethics which uh, basically gives non-binding guidelines regarding what uh, the broadcaster can or cannot do. So that includes impartial and objective reporting. It includes uh, no glorification or titillation of crime and violence and uh, so on and so forth. We thought because if we are proposing a code then there should be an enforcement system for that also. So what we proposed was having individual complaints or uh, being forwarded to these uh, community radio cell of the Ministry of Information Broadcasting who will then forward it to an independent body and this independent body will be adjudicating on the disputes on norms that are made in an open and participative manner because as we have talked all through our article the point of allowing community radios is having pluralistic pluralistic narratives right. and having a more participative form of media and democracy. So it also makes sense that for the independent body that the norms of adjudication and what can or cannot go up on airwaves should also be you know, created in that kind of a manner. So we thought that these would be at least enough to get started on a preliminary regulatory system for private and community radio channels. Uh, do you think this situation is uh, likely to get better in the future and do you have, are there any new developments concerning this situation since you wrote the article? Uh, as we note in the article, the petition by Common Cause was uh, rejected by the Supreme Court on a technical deficiency. But since then, uh, last year, private FM radio channels approached the Delhi High Court challenging the constitutionality of these restrictions. And of course, this is not a PIL, they have uh, more standing to challenge the restrictions and one hoped, so the case is called Clear Media versus Union of India in the Delhi High Court. And one hopes that uh, this leads to an outcome where the regulations are struck down and we can speak freely about the news on radio. Thank you, Gurshagwad and Tosha. Now I know why I don't hear current affair news during my commute to and from work. But I really hope the situation improves so that we can always hear what's happening around India even in private FM channels. Yes. Thank you uh, for your great question, Shweta and Prana. This was very fun. Yeah, thank you so much for your questions. I had a lot of fun discussing the article again. And yeah. Likewise, I hope our listeners also had fun knowing more about your article. Yes. And as always, thank you listeners. Be sure to tune in next episode for more exciting discussions on technology and policy. This episode was produced by the folks at the Center for Internet and Society. Intro music, Fish Attack by Alpha Hydrate. Outro music, Palette de Uil by Weekweed. <laughs>